You're listening to the Americans for Truth Hour with your host, Peter LaBarbera. Each week, you'll hear compelling interviews with everyday heroes on the front lines of the culture war. People who put faith and truth above the lies of political correctness. Americans for Truth Hour will help you to stay informed and engaged on the side of life, marriage, and the God-ordained family. Please stand with us as we work to make America, in the words of President Ronald Reagan, a shining city on the hill. And once again, one nation under God. And now, here's Peter LaBarbera. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Americans for Truth Hour. Americans for Truth about homosexuality is a single-issue group dedicated to opposing and exposing the powerful homosexual activist lobby. Um, There's not many groups out there actively fighting uh, the so-called gay lobby, but we're trying to educate people on this agenda. Uh, there's lots going on. We we made a public call to homosexual activist Dan Savage to take down his vile website, Santorum.com. We'll tell you about that. But I'm very happy to have as a guest uh, for actually two interviews. We're going to do part two next week. Uh, my friend, uh, who I'm, I'm really getting to know and I'm just so impressed by him, uh, is, uh, our guest is Dr. Patrick Wooden, who is the pastor of the Upper Room Church of God in Christ in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, he also uh, runs the Upper Room Christian Academy, which is a school affiliated with the church. Patrick, are you on the line? I am. Is it okay I'm if I call you Patrick for this interview? Uh, that would be my preference. Okay. You, <laughs> you're not, that, you're not one of those guys who gets all caught up in the title, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, uh, one of the reasons I'm just, uh, I'm getting to know Patrick and uh, Pastor Wooden. Um, I like Christians who don't, who aren't namby-pamby. And I like people who are not afraid of the politically correct culture, as so many believers are. Uh, it's, it's a privilege to call you a brother in Christ, Patrick. And I think, you, I think God is going to use you uh, to... To tell the truth about homosexuality and to answer the lies that are out there in the culture. Uh, first of all, tell us about tell us about your church. You're you're on your 25th year at uh, at Upper Room Christian Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Tell us about that. Yes, sir. I've been in Raleigh for 25 years. I pastor the Upper Room Church of God in Christ. The Church of God in Christ is the largest African American holiness holiness. Pentecostal holiness denomination in the world. As a matter of fact, many of you, the mainline Pentecostal denominations, the Church of God, the Assemblies of God, the Church of God of Prophecy, all of these movements came out of, oddly enough, the Church of God in Christ, which was founded by the father of modern-day Pentecostalism, uh, Bishop the late, great Charles Harrison Mason. I've uh, been in Raleigh for 25 years, as I mentioned, and uh, uh, our church is a church that believes in the Bible. We believe that the God of the Bible is God. We do not apologize for that. We know that uh, Jesus loves us. We know that Christ and Christianity is for all men. But we also believe, well, in addition to that, we believe that when you are telling the truth, when truth is on your side, that you don't have to be afraid, that you don't have to be apologetic, uh, you can speak God's truth with power and authority, and then leave it up to the Lord to do the rest. 
I am married. I've been married. Uh, my wife and I celebrated 31 years of marriage. Um, as a matter of fact, this past December, my wife, Pamela, I married my high school sweetheart. I'm a dad. I have two kids. My oldest is my uh, 30-year-old daughter, Crystal, and she's married with and have given me two wonderful grandchildren. I have a son-in-law. I know you love those grandchildren. Oh, <laughs> those, those grandchildren. They are awesome. And uh, my son, uh, my namesake, Patrick uh, Jr., is engaged. And then I told him I'm, I'm so excited about his uh, marriage that's coming up this year. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, grandchildren that uh, will come from him. All right. And congratulations. His, uh, from him and his wife. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, so it's an exciting time. Now, tell us, how did you uh, come to believe in Christ? Uh, tell us about your spiritual journey in, in a nutshell, Patrick. Oh, quickly, I, uh, my mother, who was my first evangelist, told me about a preacher who would play basketball with us, who would uh, wrestle with us, and that kind of a thing. And I just wanted to meet this preacher who would wrestle and play basketball. You know, that's, that's not normal for a minister. And while sitting there listening to him, I, I noticed that there was some pretty ladies on the choir, so uh, <laughs> I came back and visited for the second time. But i tell you what happened. I paid attention to the Word of the Lord, and I discovered at the tender age of 16, I didn't need some lady off the choir. I needed uh, Jesus Christ to come into my heart and to forgive me of my sins. And I ended up that day giving my life to the Lord, and I've been walking with the Lord uh, ever since. And uh, I, I'm so glad that I gave my heart to Him when I did. When was How old were you about? I was I was uh, I was 16 years of age. It was November of 1977. I oh. was about to be kicked out of high school. As a matter of fact, I had borrowed a firearm from a friend, an illegal one. Uh, that was this bully bullying me on the on the bus, and I was going to shoot the guy oh. uh, that oh. Monday. Uh, as soon as I got back to school uh, on the bus, and uh, heard the gospel, gave my heart to the Lord, wow. gave the gun back. <laughs> oh, that is <laughs> and, awesome. Uh, yeah. The Lord the Lord had better plans for you. Yeah, he saved me in more ways than one. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. what you said right there, you paid attention to the word of the Lord. Um what we're seeing in our culture is 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 so many people, even those who call themselves Christians, and it is wonderful that we're brothers in Christ. Um yes. despite our different backgrounds, so many people uh, seem to pay heed these days to what's going on in the culture or what the media is saying right. or what some uh, maybe a populist. I mean, I'm thinking of some of the preachers on TV who who uh, who have sold out God on particular issues because it's not popular. People are more uh, even many Christians, it seems, are more um, they listen more to the culture than they do to to heeding the word of God. Right. And, right. and on homosexuality, it's it's very clear. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What has happened is, uh, Peter, and, and thank God for your powers of the observation and paying attention, but the Bible predicted that in the last days uh, that would come a falling away. The Bible predicted uh, that in the last days some would depart from the faith, that is, the Christian doctrine. I believe that many men have become bored with the Bible. I believe that many, even, many preachers today even believe that they are wiser than the Bible, therefore being wiser than the God of the Bible, and they've gone to a gospel of um, acclamation mm. and uh, trying to retrofit the gospel of Jesus Christ to fit into this culture, when the truth is, the history of Christianity is that the Christians never fitted in. The 
Christians always stuck out like uh, a sore thumb, and that uh, Christianity is not designed to fit into any culture. Christianity is designed to lead a particular culture. We call it the kingdom of God in the earth uh, until Jesus Christ returns to, uh, to, uh, to take us home. So there are many ministers today who have backslidden. And to me, the evidence of their uh, backslidden state is that we are literally in churches, um, uh, in, in, on your radio show, in this great country, literally debating an issue that the Bible could not be clearer on. If God would have written uh, the, the scriptures in the Bible on boxcar letters, <laughs> Uh, the scriptures cannot be clearer on the the subject of of, of of perversion of homosexuality. Let me be clear and lesbianism. Uh, this notion of uh, of gay marriage that can that there's no such thing. Marriage is a union between a man and a woman, and if you redefine it to uh, to include anyone else or anything else, then you can't call it a marriage. Now, what about, Patrick, so, what about uh, this idea, and I want to get your uh, your deep thoughts on marriage, what about this idea that's, that's now circulating of sexual orientation? Is there anything in the Bible which would uh, lead you to believe that there is such a thing as sort of a, a neutral sexual orientation towards homosexuality? Uh, the, uh, the people can have their orientation toward anything that they want. But the Bible declares that all disobedience, all ungodliness is sin. And so even if a person, see, we're born as a, as a human race, we're born into sin, shaped in iniquity. The Bible declares that we were by nature the children of wrath. We all have in us the fallen Adamic nature to compete with. I personally believe, Peter, that people cannot, people do not have the privilege of picking their demons. Uh, many people have been fondled. Uh, when you talk to most homosexuals, when you talk to most lesbians, most of them have a story of uh, something that happened to them when they were a child. Many times they can say, I remember when I was two years old uh, that I was different, but they don't remember what happened to them when they were one. So uh, many times people people can't name their demons. People can't pick their their vices, so to speak. But regardless to how they come about this, regardless to how it originates, it's still sin. It's, it's, it's still wrong, and it is the responsibility of the preacher, of the loving minister, to declare uh, this thing uh, to be what it is. And it's not, so, a, it's not a special sin. I mean, it is special in the sense that no, it's, it's, it's weird for most people. Most guys can't think mm-hmm. of, you know, they don't think of that. Most guys struggle with, mm-hmm. I would call it normal lust. But right, nevertheless, right. It, it, is, it is as if in this culture it is recognized as a condition and not a sin because we don't think of it. As, so many people have stopped thinking of homosexuality as a behavioral choice. Right. You, you have a temptation right. you choose to embrace, but yet it's thought of as sort of this condition, this objective condition. Whereas in the scriptures, it's always mm-hmm. thought talked about as a behavior, right? It is a behavior. It is not a condition as much as it is a behavior. Now it is a condition when you 
when you consider it from the standpoint of wickedness of soul. The Bible speaks of lasciviousness. The Bible speaks of the sins of concupiscence. And lasciviousness is when one is out of control and has a readiness for all pleasures. Now, Peter. Okay, let's hold it off there, Patrick. Hold, hold it right there. We're gonna. We got a few seconds left. Let's also talk about the reprobate mind. We're talking to Dr. Patrick Wooden of the uh, Church and God in Christ, and we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Americans for Truth Hour. I'm talking to my friend, my good friend Patrick Wooden from Raleigh, North Carolina. He is uh, uh, on the move, uh, leader uh, in the African American uh, Christian Church. He is. Um, he is. Uh, one thing I respect about him is he he does address the issue of homosexual behavior. He does not cower to political correctness. And and Patrick, these days, let's be frank. Let's just be honest. The easier thing to do for any leader, for any person in a position of authority like you, you speak all over the world, I believe, not just in America, correct? I have spoken to, uh, outside of the the, uh, the continental U.S., but mainly here right now in America. But, but now, you are a leader in, in your denomination. Yeah, you, you're yeah, a leader in your denomination, is, uh, Patrick. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I, sir. I cut you off. You're a leader. And I was going to say the easier thing to do is for you to to mm-hmm. to. to downplay this issue for for any leader because it brings it brings attacks on you correct yes it is it is the it is the easy route to take as a matter of fact it is the sign that a preacher has has backslidden the bible says that the world they are of the world and the world hear them and that's the false preacher uh, you can tell the false preacher because he's he's featured on all of the of the on the uh, worldly shows, the culturally correct shows, and they just love him. And he's become a darling. <laughs> the truth is, when the minister preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, he becomes uh, um, um, an enemy. It does. It, it brings attacks. Uh, it, it affects revenue. It affects one's income. But the good thing about uh, preaching the gospel is. The overwhelming majority of ministers never got in, into this for the money. Uh, it was a deep abiding calling. Now, it is true that money follows ministry. And for those ministers whom the Lord has blessed, I say amen to you, brother, and keep on keeping on and make sure you pay your taxes and live holy. Continue to pay your tithe. But we're not motivated by filthy lucre, as the Bible calls it. We're motivated by a love for God's truth. And But to answer your question, it would be much easier. I would imagine that I would have to do, uh, would have more uh, people, even though we have a rather sizable congregation. I'm, 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 I'm appreciative to the Lord for his blessings. But yes, I would imagine uh, that there is a, there's a price to be paid for speaking God's truth, but it puts us in good company. The Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, uh, all of the great martyrs of the past. Um, so it's it's what it is. Yeah, and now let's go back. Now uh, I want to say something here too. Is that this is being recorded on the 11th of January? It's it's okay. airing on the Saturday. But uh, Patrick okay. and I, Pastor Wooden, and some other pastors, some African American leaders, uh, Matt Barber from Liberty Council, we are doing an event. By the time uh, this. Uh, shortly after this show airs on Saturday, we will be going down to Montgomery, Alabama, and we will be confronting a very uh, well. I would I would call it an evil organization, the Southern Poverty Law Center, Patrick. And I want to talk about that because we are going to be confronting uh, this effort. One of the tricks that the pro homosexual movement is using um, 
to to mainstream homosexual behavior, and that is mm-hmm. they are piggybacking on the black civil rights movement. It's not even right. they don't even hide it anymore. They're constantly saying, right. oh, oh, you oppose gay marriage. Oh, I bet right. you also oppose interracial marriage. Well, hey, right. inter- bans on interracial marriage were wrong. Because interracial right. marriages yield beautiful families. It's a family. Mm-hmm. And there was racism yeah. there. But they automatically, they presume that people who are opposed homosexuality, they presume that they would have been racists. I still catch this mm-hmm. all the time. Um, we're going to the Southern Poverty Law Center to, con- to condemn them for their hate politics. This, this politics which says if you oppose homosexuality, like Americans for Truth and Family Research Council and a number of pro-family groups do, they have labeled us hate groups. Patrick, talk right. about that. Talk about this politicization of hate and this very crass ripoff of the traditional black civil rights movement. Well, it, it, it's, it is a it is a tremendous it is a it is a very effective strategy that is being used. First of all, uh, it breaks my heart that a time honored civil rights organization that has done so much good. Uh, would for whatever reason, whether it is for financial considerations or whatever reasons, buy into this lie. The people who are promoting it, I don't know if it has been hijacked and infiltrated by homosexual members. Uh, I don't know if uh, there's been a financial, uh, a big payoff that has been given. But at the end of the day, they know better. And for any civil rights organization to label uh, any other group a hate group because they are pro-family, that they believe in the model that the God of the Bible uh, designed and introduced, uh, they, it, it is sad, and they're, 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 they're wrong. Um, uh, for any African-American, and it's easy for African-Americans when they're not thinking, when they're not thinking, to equate their beautiful blackness, their beautiful skin color, those of us who are darker than blue. It's easy for (laughs) us to equate, given the history of the country, uh, uh, our plight with those who want civil rights status based on who they have sex with. And it's deviant, ungodly, unhealthy sex at that. I think that every African-American ought to be appalled, ought to be angry, and should uh, should uh, begin to wave their fists in the air and, and declare black power and say to the homosexual lobbyists, the, the homosexual group, how dare you compare your wicked, uh, deviant, immoral, self-destructive, anti-human sexual behavior to our beautiful skin color. There's never been anything wrong with being of color. Moses was of color. He wasn't African-American, but he was of color. Uh, the, the New Testament, the Bible, doesn't kind of brighten up and, and, and get a, a, a white, if you will, until you, you study of Paul's journeys as he, he spread the gospel and went uh, westward and, and went up into Asia Minor and uh, Rome and Italy and different places like that. So uh, skin color. Um, uh, there's never been anything wrong with the, the beautiful uh, kaleidoscopes of color that the, the God of the Bible put in the earth. So I, I would hope that um, the, the, the Southern uh, Poverty Law Center and other civil rights organizations, please, sir, please, ma'am, 
do not discredit yourself and all of the other good people who have served down through the years fighting a just cause by now taking up a cause that is immoral, misguided, anti-human, embarrassing uh, to me, uh, quite frankly, as a, 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 an African-American male who loves this country, and I love being a black man. I, I, hey, Peter, I don't know life any other way. So <laughs> Explain the anti-human uh, part, Patrick. Uh, well, I call it anti-human because if everyone practiced it, it would mean the extinction of the human race in a very short period of time. If right. everybody practiced homosexuality, there would be no human beings left. That's interesting. If we if we had if there was an island out there and you had you had the choice mm-hmm. of of having one island with uh, normal uh, male female married couples and then you had right. and you this is the whole civilization the whole human race was dependent upon this these mm-hmm. islands and you had another island of a uh, of two men calling themselves married. Um, it, it's not hard to see which island you would pick, right? Oh yeah. There's no. There's not much future in the in that male uh, homosexual so called married uh, dominated island. No, there's no future at all because um, uh, you're talking about confusion. Um, the God of the Bible made the human uh, 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 sperm. The God of the Bible designed it, and it was not designed uh, to be emptied into an area that is filled with uh, 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 feces. There is nothing for it to germinate with. It will most certainly mean that the... the, the uh, extinction of the human race now um i don't know if, i don't know if i should have said that on the that's air, okay it's the day, hey, it's the that, truth that's, that's the truth and, and that is the, it's the truth and you you do talk about things that some people don't but the, the problem with this movement is when when the whole debate is framed using gay act and there 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 i go right there there's one word gay that's an right. activist term right. when the when the debate right. is framed in homosexual activist terminology using words like equality and discrimination mm-hmm. uh, what's mm-hmm. that phrase marriage equality you are you are fighting right. this movement to create uh, you are fighting in north carolina for a movement to pass a, a constitutional amendment that would establish and protect marriage between one man and one woman but what are your parents right. your, your opponents call your themselves patrick they call themselves a marriage equality movement. There's nothing equal right. to two men in a sexual relationship to marriage. There's just no equality there, and yet they call it marriage equality. Yes. They, they base... Well, one of the things that they know, in a PR battle, he who uh, masters the terms and, and he who dictates the terms of the argument normally wins the war. So this is one of the reasons, Peter, I do not use the word gay to describe homosexual behavior because there's nothing gay about it. I know that it is a part of a slick marketing scheme. Uh, And the same thing with this marriage equality. I personally believe that everyone should have the right to marry. I believe that every human being who is of marrying age, and if they're not married to anyone else, they should and do have the right to marry. But to enter into a marriage, first and foremost, you have to enter into that relationship with a member of the opposite sex. So therefore, marriage equality exists. Now, what they're talking about is not marriage equality. They're talking about redefining marriage. They're talking about something else. And, and they know that from a PR standpoint, that won't fly. 
So they they lie and say that uh, we want equality. We believe that people should be able, if two people love each other, they should be able to marry each other. I agree with that. But if they're going to get married, if they're going to enter into marriage, marriage is a union between a man and a woman. So the homosexual uh, needs to get delivered and come out of homosexuality. The lesbian needs to get delivered and come out of lesbianism. She needs to meet a man and the homosexual needs to meet a woman. And enter into marriage. Absolutely. Well, I, I fail to see what the problem is. <laughs> Hold on. We're talking to Patrick Wooden, of the, uh, who is a Christian leader in North Carolina. We'll be right back after the break. Are you sick and tired of homosexuality and gay marriage being celebrated by the liberal media and popular culture? Do you worry about the radical gay agenda being pushed on young children in schools? Are you worried that the gay movement will destroy America's religious freedoms? And are you offended that Christians are called bigots and homophobes just because they agree with God that homosexual behavior is wrong? Americans for Truth About Homosexuality is a single-issue group devoted to exposing and fighting the gay agenda. They are not about hate, but love for God's truth. They are Christians, so instead of celebrating homosexuality, they lift up the many ex-gays who have left it behind and now lead godly lives through Christ. But Americans for Truth needs your help. The gay lobby has lots of money, power, and media support, but it lacks truth. Please help keep this show on the air and educate America about the dangerous goals of this anti-Christian movement. Make your gift online today at AmericansForTruth.com. That's AmericansForTruth.com. Good af- uh, hello, not afternoon. It's 11 o'clock at night when this airs. It. <laughs> and that's why we're able to talk about some of the things that we couldn't talk about during the day. But we're talking to Dr. Patrick Wooden from the Upper Room Church of God in Christ in Raleigh, North Carolina, who is just a great leader. He's fearless. Uh, he has called out. You have even called out some pastors, uh, haven't you? Uh, Patrick, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but you have you have called out pastors who you believe are either practicing homosexual immorality or condoning it. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, and you have to, and it's not, it's not an attempt to be holier than thou. Right. But at the end of the day, we, we have to decide uh, whose side we're on. Jesus declared that there are no demilitarized zones. Our Lord says, he who is not for me is against me. If we're not uh, bringing people together, our Lord says, we're scattering them abroad. I think too many ministers are trying to stand, to, to be in both worlds, stand on both sides of the fence, and some just flat out condone, have said things that condone perversion. Uh, for an example, and, and the things that I've talked about are things that are in print. Uh, uh, T.D. Jakes uh, uh, said one time that he, that the Bible calls homosexuality a sin, but he calls it a brokenness. Well, I don't know um, where he gets his authority to disagree with the God of the Bible and to change the terms. Um, Joel Osteen, who is doing a much better job now, but uh, one time when questioned, he said that he didn't believe that homosexuality was God's best, (laughs) or homosexual marriage was God's best. Well, homosexuality, lesbianism, is not God's anything. So when preachers uh, say these things, I think that those of us who believe in God's truth ought to uh, at least give people the other side of the argument. Uh, Give people something to chew on, give people something to think about. Because again, the sad thing about it, and this this tells us uh, how how low we have, uh, have, how far 
to the left or how deep we've gone as a society. We're talking about a black and white issue of which the God of the Bible could, uh, uh, could not, cannot be clear on. And not just Christianity, but uh, 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 the, 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 the major religions of this world has uh, flat out uh, condemned uh, this, this uh, wicked behavior. Now, Patrick, um, let me describe to you what I'm looking at right now, which is the hate map from the SPLC. Again, this is the Southern Poverty Law Center. Patrick Wooden is leading a press conference uh, that we will be um, uh, conducting against the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a leftist organization. As Patrick said, it has done some good things crusading Mm -hmm. against racists, groups like the KKK and the skinheads. But now, uh, let me just read this to you, and I want your reaction, Patrick. You you click on the button for the hate map. And then uh, there's, uh, I'll, I'll just read some groups. You've got the Aryan Nations. They're a neo-Nazi group. You've got the Aryan Terror okay. Brigade, a racist skinhead group. Okay. You've got the Brotherhood of the, the Clans, Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. Everybody knows mm-hmm. those guys, those you know, wonderful fellows mm-hmm. in the white sheets. And then you've got Americans mm-hmm. for Truth about homosexuality. And, and when mm-hmm. you, the picture at the top of the so-called hate map of the Southern Poverty Law Center is what looks like a neo-Nazi Giving a Heil Hitler. Now they so they are consciously uh, bracketing us, Americans for Truth. We are a group that does we we can we do not condone violence or genuine hatred towards no. homosexuals. We no. we oppose homosexual sin. We we fight efforts to normalize homosexuality. They are bracketing us in with these awful racist fringe groups. It's just horrible, horrible to, to do that. And this is what this group is spending millions of dollars now to do. Well, they, it's, it's horrible. It, I tell you, another thing that it does, it, it will literally, if they continue to do this, it will kill their credibility. You see, um, you, you can't be credible and incredible at the same time. And to take an organization such as yours, and Peter, I know you personally, um, uh, I thank the Lord for you. I love you as a Christian brother. Uh, I, I love you as, as my white Christian brother. <laughs> if you are a racist, then uh, I guess we've redefined racism also. <laughs> well, you know, you know that you, now that you said you love me, Patrick, you know now you are a homosexual. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess so. Well, well, and if that be the case, then if that's the new, if that's the new uh, qualification, then they, they may be right. They may be more homosexual than we realize. But uh, for them to take time to 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 uh, endorse to 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 uh, include an organization that is clearly not racist, an organization I would say to the uh, SPLC, give an example. Just one of where your group is being, uh, it's practicing hate. Quote, well, I want to, I want to, I want to talk to you about that. Said that was that was hateful. Well, let me ask you, you about know? that, Patrick, because earlier you said that you said if 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 you oppose homosexuality as a sin, they mm-hmm. call you a hate group. Now the SPLC is smart enough to say, oh no, we're not uh, we're not saying you can't oppose homosexual behavior, and ma- they're saying it's the way you do it. But let me just tick off the groups. These are these are all mainstream pro family groups. These are the groups that they've listed as hate as hate hate groups. Americans for Truth about mm-hmm. Homosexuality. They've got the mm-hmm. Illinois Family Institute, where I came to Illinois. That's where I used to be executive director. Right. They've got the Family Research Council. They've got the American mm-hmm. Family wow. Association. So what they're doing, and they're throwing them right in there, 
in league with these nasty racist groups like the KKK. Right. So my question would be to them again, all right, if it's not hate to oppose homosexuality, but it's hate in the way that you're doing it, all right, well, now, what way is that? They, they own, and if they're going to be credible, and if, they, and if they want to make the argument, just give an example. We don't want, genera- we don't want generalities. We want an example. What have we said? What have we done? What manner have we adopted that is hateful? Well, the reality is, is, is that they are crusading for so-called gay rights, and they want to okay. demonize the main pro-family groups, which are pretty much all Christian. Okay. They want to demonize right. those groups. Now, I, I challenge them. Okay, uh, Patrick Wooden and I are on the same page with regard to homosexuality. Yes. We believe the subject should yes. be the behavior. We believe there's no intrinsic identity. It is not who you are to be so-called no. gay. Okay, I challenge the SPLC. Why don't you label Patrick Wooden a hate group? How about his church? How about mm-hmm. how about African American leaders who have taken actually now let's face it, the black Christian leaders in this country are the the most prominent leaders. They are saving the day when it comes to so-called homosexual marriage. We saw victory in Maryland. That was that was mainly black Christian leaders stood up and said, we do not want gay marriage. They actually forced black political leaders to turn tail. Patrick, did you know that in in Maryland? There were black political leaders who were in the bag for the gay rights, for the homosexual activists. Mm -hmm. They they Mm -hmm. said, we're for gay marriage. They they signed on to the so-called gay marriage bill, and it was African-American American church leaders who said, hey, wait a minute, this is not part of the civil rights agenda. And so are, is right. the SPLC going to going to label all these African-American leaders as hate groups? If if they want to remain credible, the answer would be yes. If you're going to be credible, you, you, you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so now now that position becomes absurd. Now that position become a wicked one and one that has uh, has not been fully thought out. Um, it is uh, I don't and again I don't know what their motives are. It could be uh, just a struggle for relevance. You know, America, uh, no country is perfect, but by and large, this is the greatest country in the world, man. Uh, uh, most Americans, uh, the American who earns thirty one thousand dollars a year is a part of the richest one percent. In the world, uh, we have uh, poor, fat people. America's poor are the <laughs> richest poor in the world. We've come a long way. Um, uh, do we have a ways to go? I think we do. But I think that some of these organizations are struggling for relevance. They're struggling to to uh, make headlines. I think some are struggling for money. I think that donations are down. People are getting jobs. People are... In other words, the battles that they fought for, many of those battles have been won. And so now there's this new frontier, this time-honored, great organization, now fighting for the absurd. Um, I, 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 I don't understand, for the life of me, the logic behind it. And to then label uh, uh, people-loving, family-supporting groups 
uh, such as Americans for Truth and the uh, others, and the uh, focus on the family and these uh, groups that uh, that no one, when you use the conventional definition of hate, would apply to any of these groups. For them to do that is uh, is uh, is amazing to me, and and I'm somewhat uh, uh, incredulous, to be honest with you. Well, absolutely, Patrick. And, and the, the fact is, it's an insult to all believers. And the great thing about, about Christianity, the great thing about Jesus Christ is he, he is a leveler. We are all sinners. We are, we are brothers, we, it, regardless of race, regardless of background, regardless of, of income. We are all Christian brothers. And it's an insult to Christians to, to try to do this bracketing technique. And let's face it, this is just this is uh, something the left has specialized in. They know right. that people hate the Klan. And, and you know what's right. happening to us now, Patrick? We've got a minute left to the break here. But when, when people go on the web and they say, oh, Americans for Truth, I see that they are a certified. They use the word a certified hate group. And so the credibility that you talked about, that they're, they're about to lose, that they are losing now, the credibility that was built up from fighting the Klan, from fighting the, uh, you know, the Aryan nation and these ridiculous racist groups that want to, you know, pro-Hitler right. and all this stuff, the, the, that credibility, they are seeking to take that and use that to demonize well-meaning Christians. 30 seconds, Patrick. Right. And, and that, that strategy will cause them to crash and burn. It's not a good one. Uh, it is a strategy that destroys. Um, it, is, it is knowing when to say when. Uh, whether you are a minister or a CEO of a major company or whatever the case may be, you, you got to know when, uh, where the boundaries are. you got to know when to, to step back and for them to... We'll cut you uh, off right there, Patrick. we got, we got a break coming up. Cut you back. We'll be right back with Patrick Wood. Welcome back to the final segment of our part one of our interview with Patrick Wood. And I think I'm going to want to go three parts, Patrick, because you are so interesting. Uh, you are fearless and you're willing to state truth. We're going to get into that truth. It's going to be hard truth that most people, even yes, most Christians, I would say, most Christians are unwilling to tell the hard truths about homosexual behavior. Patrick, you are a man of God. You know the Bible. I know I know you know scripture and you're also well informed on other on, on societal issues and you are well informed on the homosexual issue. The God describes homosexual practice as an abomination. Describe yes. that what does that word mean and how does that relate to this whole discussion? Well, it, it means it, it, to put it succinctly, it means that it is awful. King James Version of the Bible in the New Testament describe homosexuality as abusers of themselves with mankind. My belief is that if the medical community would just stand, step forward and just would share with the American people uh, what, what happens to uh, the male uh, anus, what the, 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 the problems that homosexuals have with their rectums, the, the damage that is done, the operations that are needed to uh, sew up their bodies, if you will, and how many of the men don't even give the stitches time to heal before they're back, uh, they're out there practicing uh, uh, that wicked behavior. Uh, some are bleeders, uh, men who, um, uh, uh, who are not turned off by ingesting the feces of other men. If the truth was told 
uh, about this deviant behavior, um, even if you're not a Christian, if you don't believe the Bible, if, if church has no meaning to you, if just from a pure medical standpoint, if this thing was talked about and we took the pretty, beautiful wrapping papers off of it, you know, and the beautiful label called gay after all, what could be wrong with being gay? Says to be gay means to be happy and socially accepted and upbeat. If the truth was told, people would literally gag, and no one would want to be in a lifestyle like that. Who wants to practice anything that's going to ultimately lead a grown man to, to by the time he's in his 40s or 50s or whatnot, having to wear a diaper or a, quote, butt plug, uh, end quote, uh, just to be able to contain their, their bowels? Well, now, Patrick, let's let me tell you, let's just look at the the way the world works now. There are many, many people and many so-called gay activists who would say that what you just said was hateful, mm-hmm. just by talking but, about but, the reality but, of the behavior and yeah. the reality of what yeah. results from it. That you just expressed hate. <laughs> uh, they may say that I expressed hate, but I would say that I told the truth. Now, if truth is now hate. If you if you can juxtapose the two, then I'm guilty of hate. But I think, Peter, I'm guilty of love. I, I, what motivates me is love. Who, what man wants to unknowingly consign himself to that? The, the, the boys who describe uh, being turned out, describe the sexual act that was performed on them the very first time some predator took advantage on them. They don't, perform, they don't describe something that was lovingly done. They describe being violated because it's violation. It is not hate to tell the truth. Uh, it is not hate to want to expose the big cover-up if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible the Bible calls it an abomination. The Bible declares that it is abuse it, because you're abnormally using your body. And to abnormally use the body is to destroy. The truth is, I believe that homosexuals are not interested in the marriage model as it exists. I know it, we know they're not interested in it, one man and one woman, but they're not interested in one man and one man two men for a lifetime, and I believe this, Peter, and I hope that this is not too frank for your audience, but I believe one of the reasons that they're not interested in uh, one man and uh, one man for a lifetime is that the anus is not a vagina. God so designed the vagina where the wife can receive her husband and have sexual relations with that man, can even give birth to babies, and and her body heal itself and, and, and keep going, and there's no problem. But when a man uses his anus as a vagina, he destroys it. He, 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 he uh, uh, uses, loses the ability over time to control himself. Um, he has to wear a diaper. He, he deals with incognizance. And it is, it, is, it is just destruction, man. And so to sound the alarm and to tell the truth is not hateful. Am I hating you if I see you driving up in your car and I warn you aggressively to stop, 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 and I scream stop because right up the road I know that the bridge is out, but you don't know it, and I'm trying to stop you, I'm trying to wave you down, is that hate? Am I hating you for saying, please stop? It's called tough love. loving to just, would I be loving to just smile and say, continue on, sir, happy driving, happy motoring, 
and you drive off the uh, you you go you drive and you 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 go off the bridge and, and you get killed. Well, Pastor, it's, give it's me one. Give me that they make. Yeah, give me one minute of just in your church over the years. You've had people who practicing this lifestyle. How you've you've counseled them to to repent of this lifestyle. Tell us quickly one yes, story because we only got three minutes left. Quickly, I've seen people come to Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, just just last week, Peter, I'm glad you asked the question. I was talking to a friend of mine who was who was uh, streaming our service, and the, 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 the lady told me, one of my cousins, she said, I was confused because you were praying for a, a man, and you kept saying he and he and he, only to learn that uh, it was a, a lady and how the Lord delivered her from lesbianism that night. She came in jeans, dressed just like a guy, but she came ready to give her heart to the Lord. Peter, the next night she came back to church, dressed just like a woman, looked so nice, in a skirt, praising the Lord, and the next night of the revival she came back, so forth and so on. Of course, sir, now these people are people that the homosexual community refuse to uh, acknowledge their existence. But we've seen multitudes of people. Absolutely. In fact, we're and come out of that. Absolutely, Patrick. And we're going to have one. We have D.L. Foster, who we've interviewed on this show, who is a a man who came Mm -hmm. out of homosexual behavior. He has a a gay Christian movement. I'm excited that you will be there, folks. We've got Patrick Wooden. We've got D.L. Foster. We've got Matt Barber from Liberty Council, who is a great culture warrior. We are going to be standing outside the Southern Poverty Law Center. We are going to be calling them out for this unbelievable, unconscionable uh, bracketing technique of trying to say that groups that are fighting this homosexual lobby, this lobby which seeks to normalize a perversion, homosexuality, bisexuality, yes. transgender, yes. groups that oppose yes. those are somehow hate groups on a moral par with the Ku Klux Klan. Patrick, one more minute on that, and then after we, next week we're going to be talking about how our press conference went. Yes. Well, we're excited about being there. I I, uh, I salute you, sir. I salute your efforts. And to be perfectly honest with you, I am excited about joining forces with you on this matter. Again, I respect the uh, SPLC, but I vehemently disagree with them on this. Not only do I disagree with them, but I think it is immoral to label a pro-family, pro-Bible, pro-Christian, pro-traditional values organization, to lump them with any hate group uh, is an immoral thing. I tell you who the hate groups are, the homosexual lobbyists. You ought to go online and see what they have to say about us. Well, and not only that, Patrick. Patrick, not only that, we didn't even get to talk about it. We'll have to do it next week. The Santorum, Dan Savage, mm-hmm. Santorum.com, yeah. defining Rick Santorum's last name as uh, the, the frothy mixture of lube and fecal matter that is sometimes the byproduct of anal sex. That is hate. Are they going to condemn wow. Wow. Dan Savage's awful hate site? They're not yeah. condemning that. They're focusing yeah, their well, condemnation on us. Because it's well, all about well, politics. Hey, Dan is qualified to, to say that. We're not, thank God. And I tell you what, I would never describe the after effects of sex, having sexual relationships with my wife uh, as something that would be tantamount to anything uh, that resembles Dan Savage. Isn't it amazing? Okay, we got we got to end it right there, Patrick. Patrick, we've got to end it there. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be talking about our press conference after. We're here with Dr. Patrick Wooden, and uh, we're excited about what's going on. Uh, you can tune in. Uh, you can read the, uh, listen to this online at americansfortruth.org. That's americansfortruth.org. We'll talk to you next week. This was the Americans for Truth Hour with your host, Peter LaBarbera. 
Tune in Saturdays at 11 p.m. to hear compelling interviews with everyday heroes on the front lines of the culture war. People who put faith and truth above the lies of political correctness. Stay informed and engaged on the issues of life, marriage, and the God-ordained family. Please stand with them as they work to make America, in the words of President Ronald Reagan, a shining city on the hill. And once again, one nation under God. The Americans for Truth Hour, Saturdays at 11 p.m. on AM 1160.